Welcome to the Sporting Ones podcast for a Thursday night uh, this week looking at the Premier League. Uh, welcome, Haydos. How you going, Matt? I'm very well, Paulie. We're uh, right into the thick of things now with the Premier League. It's going to really heat up over the next month, so let's see what we can preview. Yeah, it's going to really busy up, especially with uh, midweek game weeks coming up, which uh, are very shortly, as well as the uh, coming to the end of the Champions League. So their fixtures coming thick and fast, as well as um, English League Cup as well, um, with Leicester beating Southampton uh, when the Champions League was on this week. And they'll face Man City, which was a abandoned, or not an abandoned, but a postponed game due to the death of their owner. So it was a huge weekend of Premier League results. So we'll just quickly go through the winners and losers. I guess the big winner of the weekend was probably, uh, there was two of them, one being Tottenham beating Chelsea 3-1 at Wembley, and the other being Huddersfield upsetting Wolves at home 2-0. And Wolves have this habit. Of dropping games, they really shouldn't. Uh, Fulham as well, under Ranieri in their first game, uh, got off on the board, 3-2. The other winners, Man City, who just have got a pension for beating up West Ham United. I can't remember the last time West Ham United actually didn't concede more than three goals against them. That's how bad uh, West Ham are against Man City. Liverpool won 3-0 away. Arsenal got a streaky 2-1 win, but it was an important win to keep pace with the top four. And Newcastle continue on their ways, beating Burnley 2-1. And Everton uh, through perennial fantasy nemesis of you, Hados, Gilfie Sigurdsson, 1-0 over Carters. What do you reckon of those results? Yeah, I think you summed them up pretty well. Uh, obviously pretty pleasing with Tottenham's 3-1 effort. Uh but equally as disappointed with Wolverhampton's 2-0 defeat at the hands of Aaron Moy. As much as we love an Australian doing well over there, absolutely ruined my fantasy week. And, um, yeah, the less said about that, the better. Yeah, look, just looking at the big loser of the weekend. Now, Chelsea now, in their last two games, have dropped five points, and it's put them down to fourth. That's how tight it is. So two weeks ago, they were up in second ahead of Liverpool. Now they're down into fourth below Tottenham. Uh, Man United drew with Crystal Palace. Nil all. Now, you alluded to the fact that it could be a draw, and you were spot on the money. Um, 14 points behind Manchester City. 12 points behind Liverpool. That's their two biggest rivals. Add to, add to that, they're seven points behind fourth. Is it, surely it's alarm bells time, but is it almost Mourinho gone time? Absolutely. I mean, we're well past alarm bells time. This is Man United we're talking about. And historically, they don't do sixth position or wherever they find themselves. They're only treading water. They're not getting good results. Mourinho doesn't have the attacking games plan uh, to propel them up the ladder anytime soon. So, yeah, I think uh, it's only a matter of time and just probably going to be waiting on the right manager to come knocking. It pretty much falls on the shoulders of uh, Martial, Pogba and Rashford because Lukaku doesn't look like getting near it. Sanchez is... Well, I mean, he can't even play well for Chile now. So he's completely off the boil and being paid £500,000 a week, uh, reportedly... Let's not take that as gospel, but look, any way you look at it, it's a fair chunk of money, and he's doing absolutely stuff all for it. So, 
they're in a bit of disarray, I think. Definitely did not want to draw against Crystal Palace at home. That is, it's almost a diabolical result. And we alluded to that, that it, um, that it could have consequences. Wolves, with their loss, has put them into the bottom 10. So they've got to wake up to reality that they're in the Premier League now and those sorts of results are going to hurt them. And there's only a matter of eight points separating uh, 12th and 20th now. So it's it's a log jam. So it's anyone's guess as to who's going to end up there at the end of the season. Southampton and Burnley are now right into the relegation zone. Burnley have fallen in. Uh, Southampton have fallen in there, and Burnley's just outside of it. That's how close it has become down there, as close as it is right at the top. So it's a really intriguing league at this stage of the season. Yeah, I think it bodes well just for, I mean, it's not exactly an even competition, but um, certainly in sectors there are there is a level of evenness which is keeping things interesting and it's only early in the season. So um, as long as that competition around those sectors, as we say, um, stays healthy, then, you know, there's always going to be interest in it. So I think it's, uh, it's good in some respects. Yeah, it's... Uh... A third of the season now, a third of the season down now. Hard to believe, but uh, we've rocketed along that quickly, and now we're into the busy uh, festive fixture. Um, Our bets for the week, well, my bets, let's just put it out there. Fulham was a hit. I said uh, said they were our best value bet at 2.55, and that turned out to be true. If only I'd actually put money on it myself. Now, I tipped your Spurs... As the upset of the round, a two sixty five, that hit. I think it was three sixty five. Paul, you're selling yourself short there. No, no, no. It was definitely two sixty five. It was very, very tight. Chelsea with slight favourites at two fifty. Don't worry. I've got a memory, not like a goldfish, the opposite of a goldfish. Um, uh, elephant. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, Everton was a hit, although only just. The Brighton Leicester draw was a hit. The only one we got really wrong was Newcastle and uh, Burnley. Newcastle getting the win there. And I was wrong on Man United. Uh, we were both terribly, terribly wrong on Wolves. Yeah, that was really disappointing. And um, Bournemouth were another one. I thought uh, I watched the first half pretty closely and I thought they definitely had uh, the better of the chances uh, out of the both teams. Um and the own goal that they did concede was one that you have to see to believe. It was that was an absolute cracker. If only it was for your own side, because that was a belter of a volley. One, yeah, one of those one in a million type shots. But that's what happens in Premier League. Those sort of things can count as a goal. And um, then Aubameyang, the absolute poacher that he is, finished off um, a superb move by Arsenal to win it. And look, as much as they um, perhaps maybe didn't have as much of the players what they would have liked. You can't fault them for getting the result, and that's what Arsenal have done this season. And despite the fact that the, some games have been down, they haven't lost, and they're keeping this unbeaten unbeaten sort of uh, run going that they've been on. Yeah, um, just also touching on that, uh, Bournemouth were unlucky to have a goal um, called offside, which was later to be found very closely onside. Now... That now, for Arsenal, they should start buying lottery tickets because that is twice they have gotten away with an off 
supposedly offside goal that was perfectly onside. Yes, I'm bringing up the one against Liverpool because it was perfectly onside, and the assistant ref was well behind the play when he should have been up with it. So there's... So Liverpool score, there's 2-1. So there's a point they gained, and there's two points they gained against Bournemouth. So there's three points ahead, where which could make the whole difference at the end of the season. Well, I mean, I wouldn't get too hung up on those details, Paulie. They, they all find themselves, they even out eventually. Um, and Arsenal, they're unbeaten after 17 games, and we obviously... Uh, Not quite. They did get beat, well... They got beaten at the start of the season by Chelsea and Man City. And obviously, um, that sort of... Uh, after that, they have been exceptional. Yes, and uh, hopefully it comes to an end this week. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. We'll get to that uh, in a minute. We'll just quickly run through the uh, changes in the um, table. So, it's now Man City still sitting top from Liverpool in second. Spurs now up into third with that crucial win over Chelsea. Chelsea slipped to fourth. Arsenal on their coattails in fifth. Everton have moved up to sixth. And we did predict at the start of the season they could be knocking on that top six. And right now they're in it. Uh, followed by Man United in seventh. Bournemouth in eighth. Watford in ninth. Leicester just slowly sneaking up into tenth. The bottom 11. Uh, bottom 10, sorry. Wolves in 11th. Brighton. Newcastle have moved have moved up. They've been playing some brilliant football the last couple of weeks. They were on the bottom of the ladder not so long ago. Well, they're up into uh, th- into 13th now. West Ham, Huddersfield, on the back of a, uh, much like Newcastle, on the back of a good couple of weeks, they're out of the relegation zone. Crystal Palace are in big danger along with Burnley. And then rounding out the bottom three, which could change at any moment, now they're all tied on the same amount of points, is Southampton, Cardiff and Fulham. So we'll come back after the break and we'll have a look at the English sides in the Champions League and then also flick to our game week 14. All right, welcome back to the second segment. Uh, looking at the Champions League now and the English sides, and it was a man, the two Manchester sides on uh, Wednesday morning. Man United uh, playing Valencia Young, Valencia Young Boys, I think. Young Boys, yeah. And they got a late, 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 late winner, Ferguson, Alex Ferguson style, which was huge for that group because it now means they will progress to the knockout stages. Yeah, uh, Fellaini too bobbed up with the the penultimate winner, which is uh, highly unlikely. But uh, yeah, it's uh, good news for Man United fans that they have a little bit of joy this this year so well, far. Although it didn't seem that Mourinho was completely happy with that goal. No, uh, but. That's Jose for you. What can you say? Yeah, drink bottles went flying. Maybe it was... uh to do with Lukaku wanting to score, I think, maybe. Or the fact that Fellaini's got a new haircut and he just wasn't impressed with it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, now, Man City. Leon seemed to have unlocked a bit of a key to playing Man City. They're just not afraid of them. Maybe there's something in the fact that Premier League sides do respect... Man City too much because Lyon have managed to take four points off Man City, beating them at home and then drawing with them at their own home. Is there something in that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're doing what no team in the Premier League can do, taking points off Man City. 
and uh, you'd have to have a look at those games closely and see what they're doing to um, get these kind of results. Well, what they're doing is they're not sitting back and defending like every other side in the Premier League. They're actually attacking Man City and finding, oh, hey, they're not invincible. There is a bit of a weakness at the back, and they're exploiting it. Yeah, well, you saw that with Wolves, um, which was one of the games early in the season where uh, Wolves took it up to them and uh, attacked them and got the draw. And, uh, you know, could have all, could have even stolen the victory. Yeah, still the only side in the Premier League to take points off Man, uh, to take points off Man City too. Um, so that moves us along to Wednesday's games. And uh, Tottenham um, got the victory they needed to somehow stay alive in the group when all seemed lost a couple of weeks ago. Um, but they're alive only just because they have to go now to probably the hardest road trip in world football Bar perhaps Boca Juniors or River Plate, because they're just nuts, as we've seen. Um, but they have to beat Barcelona in Barcelona to progress through to the knockout stage. Any chance? Uh, a chance, given the fact that Barcelona are already um, qualified to progress, which could lend uh, to maybe a little bit of a rotation in uh, their lineup, perhaps, maybe a rest of uh, Messi. Mate, are you clutching at the straws I've just put out in front of you? Absolutely. And you said, is there any chance? And that's that's what I had to give you. But, um, yeah, it's obviously going to be a pretty tough ask. And my preference uh, would be that they don't progress. And uh, that frees them up for uh, more Premier League success. Yes. I can't remember the uh, football manager that said, as long as there's two pitch, as long as there's a pitch, two sides... Uh, of 11 and grass with two goals at either end, you're always a chance. Um, Liverpool are also in the same sort of situation as Tottenham now, uh, given the fact they lost to Paris Saint-Germain this morning, who, despite the rumour mongering that uh, Neymar and Mbappe had all these serious injuries that they weren't going to come back from, which was total bollocks, um, they gave Liverpool a... I wouldn't say a bath, but they outclassed them for the majority of the match and 1-2-1, meaning Liverpool now need Paris Saint-Germain to lose or draw in Belgrade against Red Star Belgrade, or, and, sorry, not or, and need to beat Napoli themselves by two goals clear as Napoli beat them in Naples 1-0. Yeah, um, probably pretty disappointing for Liverpool fans, um, although there was perhaps maybe a bit of class difference tonight, oh, well, earlier today. Um, the front half of PSG were absolutely rampant, and their pace made Liverpool's heralded pace up front look second rate. They just have, what, Mbappe, who's probably the quickest player in the, in the world, and, um, yeah, wow, he's going to be some sort of player. Yeah, look, uh, he's going to be pretty much taking over uh, Lionel Messi's mantle and Cristiano Ronaldo's mantle very shortly. In terms of that, I have to agree with you. And uh, The old stage, GG Buffon, with the absolute mind games <laughs> brilliant, saying that... Uh, PSG's front three were no match for Liverpool's front three. If that's not theatrical mind games, I don't know what is. Um, 
I've got a feeling as much as I want Liverpool to win, and this look at Anfield, we know what European nights can be like, especially myself, I've witnessed many of them. I won't put us out of it, but what I will say is that it's going to be very, very tough. Napoli are a brilliant technical side. They won't lie down. They won't make it easy for Liverpool to win by clear two goals. And there still needs to be the fact that the Red Star Belgrade need to do Liverpool a favour in Belgrade. I'm thinking it's probably not looking great. And Liverpool probably will go out. What I will say is it could be a blessing in disguise in a way, meaning the more emphasis, not that it hasn't already, but uh, could go into the Premier League um, title chase. Yeah, I think uh, it probably bodes well for Liverpool on that um, that sort of vein. And, uh, yeah, hopefully City. Then uh, they have a pretty full uh, run of fixtures and they have to really concentrate two energies. It's probably Liverpool's um, main chance of stealing victory in the Premier League, although unlikely. Very, very true. So we'll leave the Champions wrap right there. We'll move along to the... Game week this week being game week 14, moving into the second third of the season now. And um, there's some tasty derbies coming up this weekend. Um, But before that, it's going to start off earlier this week. It's going to start off on your Saturday morning with a match that doesn't sort of read spectacular, but it's Cardiff versus Wolves in Cardiff. Yeah, this is a hard one to read, to be honest. We were pretty big on the Wolves last week, and they really let us down. Um, And Cardiff are actually pretty handy at home, too. So I think uh, it could be a pretty interesting affair. Um, And I reckon I don't mind Cardiff at home. Yeah, I don't mind them either. And the odds supplied by uh, Ladbrokes, that's where we're getting all our odds from. Uh, They're $3.70. Like for a home match against a side that's in the bottom half with them that has been an enigma of late, I don't mind it. Um, and Cardiff are a bit like Brighton in the fact that they're really strong at home but do struggle away from home. They really rely on that home support, and they'll be right behind them. Remembering this is a Friday night over there, so they'll get a bit of a crowd and they'll get a bit of atmosphere. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, this will be one that will be closer than what the odds suggest, and I can definitely say a Cardiff victory. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to sit on the fence. I'm going to reckon a draw in this one. Moving on now to another game, which doesn't really strike me as exciting, but these are the types of games that can uh, prove me wrong. Crystal Palace versus Burnley at Selhurst Park, and again the the odds. Crystal Palace are dollar fifty seven. I'm basing on the fact they're only at home because there's nothing between these two sides on the ladder. They're literally just both outside the relegation zone. It's a it's a relegation six-pointer. Yep, absolutely. And um, this one's probably pretty hard to read. I think maybe Crystal Palace, they do have Zaha, who's um, played last week, which was is, is a very important inclusion for them. And um, any time that he plays, and probably just owing to the fact that it's a home game for them, um, is why the odds are heavily stacked in their favour. But as you said, I don't think it's as clear-cut as that. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see on this. But you'd still probably give it to Crystal Palace just for the fact that it's at home. This is the type of match that does suit Zaha. So it'll be interesting to see um, how he plays this match. And given he's just come back, 
and played one match might just help him deliver some goals this week, I think. Um, Burnley have been really disappointing. I thought they might have turned the corner with that Bournemouth smashing of of um, Bournemouth, um, but that seems like an eternity ago now, and I don't, re- I don't think they've uh, captured too many points since. So it's going to be... Um, Hard for Sean Dyche to uh, turn turn this season around because once it gets into this part of the season and you're still down there, it's it just gets harder and harder. Um, so that's on our Sunday morning, uh, 1.30 a.m. our time. There's a few more games following up from that. So this one's another interesting one just for recent results. It's Huddersfield at home versus Brighton in Huddersfield. Yeah, and uh, Battle of the Aussies to... Uh players from Australia that are in good touch. Aaron Moy finding the back of the net twice last week. And uh, Matt Ryan's had a super season for Brighton. Um, Another one that's really hard to get a read on too. It might be one of those ones where it's a draw. um, And it really could go any of the three possible ways. Yeah, Brighton traditionally have a poor record. For the whole of this year, I think, and it's only recently that they've won an away game. They've beaten they beat Newcastle in Newcastle before Newcastle went on their run. So it bodes well for Huddersfield. But then, in the same token, Huddersfield have a poor home record. So it's a battle of who's going to blink first and can Aaron Moy score past the irrepressible Matt Ryan at the moment. Well, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh... Hopefully we do see uh, that eventuate, or at least a showdown between the two. There's probably uh, a lot of love between them, so, um, yeah, they'll leave it all out on the field. Yeah, as soon as that uh, they cross that white line, all love will be lost, I can assure you. So Leicester versus Watford is the next game from the King Power Stadium. Um, James Madison, interestingly enough, we said he would be out. He makes a miraculous recovery and then gets himself sent off within 32 minutes decides to just dive in the box when already on a yellow card. But having said that, because they had the midweek game against Southampton, he's back. He's free to play. Yeah, that, that was a, a bit of a crazy set of circumstances. So um, if you did listen to us and uh, got rid of Madison, uh, you can probably thank us that uh, he didn't cost you some points in the end. Um, this one here, another one that's really hard to read. Um both teams have showed some really good signs at uh, differing points. Um, and these are the ones where you just have to give it your uh, favouritism to the home side purely for the fact that they are the ones at home. Having said that, Watford's still a very good chance here. Yeah, this one's a hard one to read. I reckon just less than nick it at home with Madison back and Vardy up front scoring from the penalty. You might get a bit of confidence from that. Uh, Newcastle versus West Ham. I've put this as the bronze medal game of the round. Congratulations. Um, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. I think Newcastle, definitely they've been on a run. What have they won, three in a row, is it? Yeah, I think they've won three out of four. Yeah, so they're travelling nicely. And um, West Ham, they're going to be pretty keen to uh, bounce back after that drubbing against Man City. Uh, there is a little bit of a watch on their star front man, Anadovic. He's got a hip injury, although there is a good chance he'll play. And there is a lot of uh, transfer rumours circulating around him too. Man United have got him uh, in their sights. Um, So, yeah, there's a bit of interest in this one. Um, I think I like West Ham, though. Yeah, is that his hip bone related to his knee bone that he's been having trouble with? Oh, yeah, 
he's got all types of injuries every every week. It's very frustrating, but um, he does get up more often than not, so we have to give him the benefit of the doubt. That is true. All right, we're going to move on to the next game, which is the late game on the Sunday or the early game if you decide to have a bit of a uh, early night and you wake up for it at 4 a.m. It's uh, Southampton at home versus Man United. I'd love to say with confidence that you could pick Man United in this one, but you just couldn't. Despite Southampton's woeful form, the fact that Man United only drew with Crystal Palace last week suggests that their odds should be a lot shorter than what they are, but because of that, they're out a bit more, and there's actually a bit of value in Man United. Yeah, and I like Man United here. Don't ask me why, because their form doesn't really uh, give you any sort of confidence. It's probably more the fact that Southampton have been really bad and they do, um, you know, they just don't really excite you in front of goal. Uh, They had Armstrong, who I'd never heard of until last week, scored two for them. Um, But in saying that, Armstrong's a midfielder, so he's not a striker, so they're still not getting goals from their front men unless it's Danny Ings. Yeah, and we still don't really know when he's going to be back, so yeah, I... I actually do like Man United this week. Yeah, I'm going to back them, but not with any great confidence at all. And please don't take that as a lock, because it's not going to be our lock. Um, Moving now to the Sunday. Now, this is going to be Derby Day Sunday, kicking off early Sunday night at 10pm with Chelsea and Fulham, the old West London Derby. Yes, and this is... A bigger game for Chelsea than what it might seem on paper. They have dropped points, as we mentioned at the start of uh, the episode, and they really need to hit some form to keep pressure um, on the top three ahead of them and just to give themselves a bit of uh, cushion room in the top four. And it's largely on the back of the form of Hazard, who has been down on form. He hasn't um, scored in a fair few weeks. Um, and yeah, he really needs to find some form, but I get the feeling that he might. Well, he hasn't scored or assisted, but it could be due to the fact of who he's actually playing with. Um, I read an interesting stat, and I think it was on Opta, but when he was playing with Giroud in the first, I think, seven game weeks, he was averaging about 29 minutes per shot, but with Murata, he's averaging about 36 to 37, a total difference... Um, which may not seem like much, but is enough to make um, a difference to, to how he's playing. And he's definitely not playing with the same sort of um, same sort of flair or confidence that he was. It's interesting for the fact that also Ranieri goes back to his other old club in the Premier League within the space of two weeks. Now, Fulham will go in there a bit high on confidence, and Mitrovic um, has been scoring uh, for Will um, in the UEFA Nations League, as well as um, now just finding a bit of form with Fulham. He's pretty much just up behind the top goal scorers. By scoring another two, he's got seven for the season. So they're a threat, make no mistake, even though they're listed at $19.00. They can cause some damage, and 750 for the draw in a derby could be a bit of value there. Yeah, I definitely like it. And uh, I've got a man in Premier League that I refer to, and he's been telling me all year that Chelsea can't defend, and we saw a bit of that on the weekend. And uh, Mitrovic is a quality goal scorer, and they've also got Scherler, and we know they're attacking prowess. 
So, uh, yeah, there's definitely a chance to put one past them, and uh, that could end up being a draw. It could end up being a Fulham win. could still end up being a, a uh, Chelsea win because Fulham also aren't very capable down back. Yeah, I don't know about not being capable down back. I think there's one guy in their defence, if they got rid of, they could solve a few of their problems. That's the old uh, PlayStation defender dubbed by Jose Mourinho, David Luiz. Apparently, from what I saw of the game, he was at fault for pretty much all of Tottenham's goals, which was three of them. So in that case, you've got to look at the fact that, um, yeah, it's not as clear-cut as what it looks on paper. I'll let you take the next one away because this is huge. It's another derby. It's later in the day, and it is. It is Arsenal versus Tottenham, and this is one that would probably be round about the fiercest rivalry in the Premier League. I'm only new to this, but correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, that's a big call because the Manchester rivalry is huge. The Liverpool-Everton rivalry is huge, as well as the Liverpool-Man United hatred. It's up there. Don't get me wrong. It is up there. It'd be in the top three, I'd say. Um, Now, I've dubbed this the gold medal game of the round. Yeah, and I think that's deserving. Um, It does worry me that this is at the Emirates, and... uh, this time last year, Tottenham went over there and got absolutely pants 2-0. They didn't even look like scoring. I uh, gathered with a few bunch of mates to watch it and was left with a tear in my eye. And you were uh, consoling yourself with a few amber fluids, I would say, in condolence. Yeah, that's right. But, um, yeah, uh, uh, Arsenal uh, favourites, and I would probably say deservedly. Um, they do have... Um, Lacazette and Aubameyang up front. Lacazette is probably still a little bit of a doubt, but um, is a good chance of playing, we hear. So, yeah, I think uh, that with the home support and um, the passion that the derbies invoke. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still going to say Tottenham, but uh, Arsenal definitely not without their chances. All right, I'm going to put my take on this. It's going to be a battle of the attacks, but the one thing that puts it in Tottenham's favour for mine is the fact that they've now got more of a settled defence and I've also seen them turn a bit of a corner since the PSV win in the Champions League. Their attack seems to have hit its strides. They've finally decided that Lucas Moira, uh, Moira belongs on the bench and they've brought back their heavy hitters. They've brought back Ali and Eriksen and who have finally started to hit form now, along with Harry Kane, who over the last couple of weeks has looked like the Harry Kane of old. That's the key to Tottenham winning games, and I like the look of them. I really do, um, especially in defence now with um, Vertonghen yep. back. It's a lot stronger. They're going to need to be strong in the defence because Aubameyang is a huge threat and can score at any time. He's a real poacher, but he can also nick a goal from anywhere. Um, Lacazette, if he's back, will make a massive difference and just give Arsenal that extra edge uh, in attack that they might need to get through that Spurs defence. But if he doesn't play, I'm backing Spurs all the way. But this has the hallmarks of a classic, but it also has the hallmarks of, I reckon, a high-scoring draw. Yes, well, uh, hopefully it is a classic and a classic Tottenham win. All right, we're going to go to the silver game of the round now. Yes, I've put it in silver. It's the Merseyside derby, and it's Liverpool versus Everton, the late, late game on Monday morning, which 
depending on how I'm feeling, I may or may not get up for. Uh, I may just put it on record and watch it a little bit later. Um, Liverpool were heavy favourites at home. You'd expect that. Everton have been in good form. They did get the draw last year around this time at Anfield through the luckiest of penalties, but they're not without their chances in this one. With Richarlison up front and Sigurdsson just behind, they're always a threat, uh, and we know they, they'll attack and take it up to Liverpool. They won't sit back and defend under Silva. Yeah, and couple that with the fact that um, Liverpool played early this morning in uh, France, so you've got to add uh, just a few Ks um, handicap, probably. Um, you you realise there's a bullet train, though. Yeah, I know, but still, they uh, they still went through that. Uh, Evan were just sitting at home training, I'm sure, lapping up a few uh, extra laps in the pool. Yeah, more than likely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Everton not without their chances, as you said. Um, and they do have uh, really good attacking threat up front um, in uh, Gilfie Sigerson, your man, my man, and also uh, Richarlison. So, yeah, there's definitely uh, enough to worry Liverpool there, but... Uh, the fact that Liverpool have been so strong at home this year and just defensively in general, um, yeah, you'd have to give it to Liverpool. Yeah, look, I'm going to back Liverpool. And it's probably the worst time for Everton to play Liverpool, especially on the back of a loss, because Liverpool will be burning from that knowing that they've blown a huge opportunity uh, in the Champions League. So they'll want to push home their advantage in the Premier League. Um, so I'll be backing them in, and of course I'm going to back them in in a Merseyside derby. I'm not going to hide my bias there. Sorry to all the Everton fans listening. Um, that'll move us into the final game of the round, which is a lopsided one if you look at the odds. It is Man City at home to Bournemouth. And if you like outsiders, and I mean huge outsiders, then Bournemouth at $29 is as much of an outsider as you're going to get. You might as well put five on it. Yeah, it's not not uh, not without some sort of merit. I think uh, twenty nine dollars is pretty uh, ridiculous odds in a two horse race. But um, yeah, Man City. What more can you say? They just uh, have two sides worthy of a starting eleven, and um, couple that with the fact that they're at home. This is one they'll win. Yeah, and, and the worrying thing for other teams must be the fact that now Jesus is starting to find form, so they can get going from anyway. You've got Jesus, you've got Mares, you've got Aguero, of course, you've got Sterling, who's in probably career best form, I'd say. I've never seen him play any better. Um, you've also got Bernardo Silva, you've got David Silva, uh, even Fernandinho can come up with goals. So there is just attacking threat all over the park. So you'd be stupid to really bet against them in this one. Yeah, and if you see the way that they score their goals, they do this chaos ball from one side of the wing into the rushing forwards who just have a knack of getting on the end of it. And I don't really know what you'd do to stop that. But um, Well, clearly it's hard to defend against because they've got a goal difference of uh, upwards of 30. Actually, 35 now. It's ridiculous, but um, it's uncanny the amount of times you see that happen for uh, Sterling in particular. And, um, yeah, that's got to be something that teams start to look at. All right, to finish off, I'm going to go with our lock, upset, best value, and most likely to draw of the week. Now, the lock's really, really hard given the games that are on offer. So I've gone, look, there's not much value in it, but Man City's an absolute lock. Same with Chelsea and Liverpool would be the other one. But if you're a bit adventurous and like all those locks, 
couple it together and you might get a little bit of value around the dollar seventy mark. Otherwise you're getting a dollar ten for Man City, a dollar fifteen for Chelsea, and a dollar thirty six for Liverpool. So not much chump change there. No, and I think uh the only way that you're gonna really uh be on the edge of your seat is by coupling all three of them and yeah, a dollar seventy still doesn't scream great value, does it? But uh it's probably the best that you're going to get this week as far as uh, any sort of confidence. All right. So for the upset of the week, now, given I'm naming this team again, anyone would think I'm actually a Spurs fan, but I'm not. But again, they're outsiders in this game against a top six rival. And at 265, that magical mark once again that they were last week, I'm going for Tottenham as my upset bet. Yep. I like it again. And uh, all the more reason to put more money on it this time. Yeah, again, I didn't think you'd have any issue with that. Um, my best value bet. Now, I'm going to give you two. I normally only give one, but I'm going to be a bit generous. It's getting close to Christmas. Why not? So, best value bets, I've got Huddersfield at 240 at home. Granted, their home record isn't great, but then Brighton's re- away record is poor. So, I'm going to back in the Aussie midfielder over the Aussie goalkeeper. And I'm going to go Huddersfield. And the other one, which we mentioned straight off the bat, was Carter for 370 at home. Jeez, even if you don't put 10 on it, even if you just put 5 on it, that's that's worth um, worth a crack as well. Now, most likely to draw, I've got two games. I've got uh, Newcastle versus West Ham. I think both have attacking threats. Um, Newcastle have really come along and are in good form. West Ham bar the Man City result, which I think they just they just don't like playing Man City or Liverpool at the moment, um, have been reasonable. So and they can exploit Newcastle's back line. I like them for the draw. And Crystal Palace Burnley is the other one. Um, for those draws you're looking at three ten for the Newcastle draw and three seventy five for the Crystal Palace Burnley one. What I'm gonna ask you, what are your locks? What's your upset? What's your best value? And what's your most likely to draw? Well, I'm going to follow a similar theme with you and um, Man City and Chelsea for me. Liverpool are close, but Everton do have a little bit of um, merit there. Uh, Best value, I'm going to say Tottenham, as well as being a uh, decent chance of an upset. What if I told you the rules are you can't pick a upset and a best value in the same one? Throw me something here with a, without notice, but... Um, Just making the rules up on the fly, but okay. So you can't have your upset and your best value. Which one's your best value? Which one's your upset? All right, upset, Tottenham, just because that is the uh, the rules that you've handed me. And uh, best value, I'm going to say Leicester. Nice. I like that one. Bit left field, but at home, can understand it. Uh, you're most likely to draw... Uh, yeah, again, there is a few that uh, you think. I'm going to say Huddersfield and Bron. Yeah, 290 for the draw. Not bad on that. Um, have you got a second one in mind, or you just reckon that one? Uh, yeah, I think there's probably a few that you could probably uh, say. Um, maybe the Newcastle West Ham as well follow you with that one. Not a problem. I reckon there's some solid value in that, given our uh, results last week. So on that, we'll wrap that up for this episode. Good luck to your teams. Now, there is a midweek 
um, fixture coming up as well. So it's thick and fast, but we'll be covering that in a another episode. So have a fantastic weekend and good luck to your side. Good luck all.